I have no idea what I'm doing. It's been like two months since we recorded an, an episode <laughs> of the podcast. It's uh, a very surreal feeling. Does this button does this button send us live or does it send us to the moon? I don't know. Welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. We are bringing you Transformers news, I think, from around <laughs> the world and across Australia. This is episode 251. The last episode we recorded was the big 250. We are back in 2022. We're recording live on Friday the 28th of January. Uh, this week we will be talking about, apparently according to the run sheets, some new Tamara figures, but I think that might, I think Brad may have meant to Takara figures. Uh, there's a new. There's some new legacy uh, legacy leaks. Actually, you know what? They're not. It's it's not a leak if it's on store shelves. So whatever. And um, apparently, Brad. <laughs> yes, Jason. Did you put statues into the run sheet again? I may have found something to laugh at. <laughs> right. Okay. We need to have a bit of a chat about this. Like, Right, that's that dealt with. Uh, without any, uh, without any further ado, hi, welcome to the show. I'm, I'm Jason. I'm your regular host. I'm coming to you live from Sydney tonight. Tonight we have a full house for the show's return. We have Daria coming to us from Canberra. How are you doing down there, Daria? All right, not bad at all. How are you all doing? Pretty good, pretty good. It's um, it's it's. Oh look! Look, it's good. It's good to be back in the uh, seat, even if I'm not sure what all the buttons do. Um, Max coming to us from Adelaide. How are you doing up there? I'm alive, well, kicking, feeling a bit nostalgic. <laughs> been, been a little while since I've done one of these, so feeling rusty, but it's good. I think the I think I think the last time we did one, you were on it as well. So it, it's probably not uh, it's probably not that much of a uh, that much of a nostalgia kick. And uh, coming to us from an undisclosed location somewhere in country Victoria, uh, we do of course have the the wonderful Brad coming to us. How are you, mate? Hello, guys. Uh, yes, the cosmic rust would love to go away, but this humidity is just killing killing me at the moment. So speaking of cosmic. Winter. Speaking of cosmic rust, can we talk about your sunburn? I was going to say, somewhere <laughs> undisclosed where the sun is definitely shining. The sun is definitely shining. Uh, I mean, so Victoria's had a lot of hot weather this week. That the re- I mean, New South Wales is closer to the equator than Victoria, but we have it's been fairly mild here in Sydney, I've got to say. Um, at least I know I Melbourne's had your hot your microwave days. doesn't have a door. Yeah, this is, this is true. Uh, I also, I also, I, I'm not sure if you're aware, but Bumblebee looks like he might be about to decapitate you. I, yes, I do know. It's, it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's frightening. I've, I've taken up a new job. I'm outdoors now a lot, and uh, yes, we I can am. tell. We can tell. Soaking in the sun. Um, we, we. So, do you know that there's a thing called sunscreen that you should wear if you're working outdoors? I know of it. Um, I've, heard, I've heard of it, but I've heard of it. But I I, sunscreen I and I, I s- are friends who've not met in a long time. I don't know if they see sunburn, the sun no, enough just... in rural Victoria to really justify that. Oh, no, it's not Melbourne. We've seen enough of it. <laughs> no, so, so the reason I say it's sunburn is because there's a large contrast between your neck and your shoulders. <laughs> yes, well. Yeah, dude, your tan line is like an eclipse. 
Yes. <laughs> that's, that's true. All right. Um, enough enough commenting on enough commenting on people's appearance. My apologies, Brad. Uh, it is lovely to have you, of, of course. Um, it's been a while since we've. Uh, it's been a while since we've done a show. Um, Max's lights are flickering. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. There's that, that's um, that battery. What was it? What was that? Ma- Max, do you, does your house have a poltergeist? Possibly. It might now. It might now. Um, what's what's been happening? What do, what do people do over do over Christmas? Like it's, I mean, we're practically two months through summer now. Um, I mean, I know what I've been up to over Christmas. I'll I'll, I'll get to I'll get to my shenanigans soon. But um, you know, like what's been okay. Max's Max's light is now blowing out in the background. <laughs> That's me changing tabs to mute stuff, and it's just like ruining the. Right. Okay. Yeah. That that, that that makes sense now. That makes sense. Um, Dario, Dario, what's been happening up over Christmas? Like, I, I choose you as possibly the most sensible person on the podcast. <laughs> I'm I'm expecting a, I'm expecting a nice formal uh, formal responsible response. Yeah, my Christmas personally was pretty quiet. Uh, a lot of us are, were still kind of exhausted after a new round of COVID shenanigans. So. Everyone was kind of low key. Ah, uh, that. I, so, so, so as far as COVID shenanigans go, I found myself in London at Christmas time. Um, you left the country. I yes. got to leave. I got to leave the country. It's the first time I've left the country in a couple of years. Um, <laughs> don't 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 tell anyone. But yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I found my way to London. Um, I met up with met up with the friends that I could meet up with in London. Like I was being pretty cautious about COVID. Um, I didn't want to go, but Dad wanted to go, so we went. And um, I didn't want to go because London had a frankly uncontrolled COVID outbreak in the weeks leading up to our departure. And while I was away, Australia went to hell in a handbasket as well. So um, there's uncontrolled COVID outbreaks everywhere, and now we all just need to be careful and um, take care of each other if we can yeah see above yes so uh, uh, how about sorry i was gonna go say on. jason uh can slash should i guess name of the friend you met up with on air or the nickname of the friend you met up with on air uh you can uh let's you were hanging off llama god ne? no actually i was not um oh, I, I, got I think the impression you were i think i think joe and llama god actually managed to get their way to singapore while um oh, right. while okay. I was away in London, I but, got the yeah. impression from your chat. Maybe it's because you're both talking about travelling. I thought, oh, they've travelled to each other, but I'm I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I I'm pretty sure that they made their way to Singapore because I know I know Joe's been wanting to introduce mm. Scraplet to her parents, but um, no, we didn't we didn't oh, that manage makes to meet more up because yeah. mainly because so they're not in London, so it would be it would be quite a lot of travel in a COVID world. Um, I don't. I, I didn't really want to sit on the train for a long time, unfortunately. But I would have loved to see Joe and Lama God. Yeah. Unfortunately for you, Jason, we do have some security footage of you arriving at Heathrow if you check Messenger and um, and share that image. Uh, let me see. Let me see if I can <laughs> work out. Let me see if I can work out how to do this. This is a, this is a bit of a uh, this is a bit of a surprise. <laughs> uh, give me a second. How do I? How do I? How do I maximize this? You know what? It doesn't matter. I'm just going to turn on the screen share. Um, the screen share is yeah. There we go. This is, uh, me, this is me arriving at. You say it's you say it's a, a conspicuous American an, flag. There's an American flag. There. Um, 
this is of course me actually arriving in my in my world famous Breaking Bad cosplay. Um, yeah, it's a uh, you know, big fan, big fan. Um, I, but yeah, Brian Cranston has actually signed the pocket there. He <laughs> very carefully. <laughs> Um, yes, so, so yeah, I, I, I managed to make it to London and back. I managed to remain COVID-free. Um, show of hands, who caught COVID over, uh, over December and January? Anyone? I still haven't, don't know a single person who's had COVID. That's amazing. Yeah, I'll that, really actually, that is, that is amazing right about now for, to, for, um, for you to have zero people in your social circles who've had COVID. Um, while I was away, everyone that I know in Sydney ticked off and just started pinging um, COVID contacts and isolations and stuff. But yeah, it's really bizarre. Yeah, mm. yeah it is. Yeah, uh, we have we have a, we have a comment from uh, coming from one of the listeners there. Uh, Rob Franklin says it's cold and wet here in Queensland. Have the Decepticons invented another <laughs> weather machine? Um, no, they haven't actually invented another weather machine. The simple explanation is that the maniac who's in control of Queensland's weather machine is asleep at the panel again. I'd know it causing havoc down here. So. <laughs> It's, it's true. It's it, Brad. Brad had heavy rainfall that was uh, possibly going to keep him off the podcast during to uh, due to uh, background noise, but it seems to have abated. Mm. And not Max locally, but um, regional South Australia's been getting hit pretty hard with some weather too. So well, basically, yes. half the state was cut off. You couldn't. You just couldn't get north yeah. at all. Yeah. Well, we don't really have many roads outside of the southeastern corner so <laughs> yeah. basically one road went away and no you can't get anywhere now uh manny yeah. potelli uh also manny potelli new tcca member thank you for signing up sir uh Hello, a sir. thunderstorm in victoria today some definitely definitely a lot of thunderstorms going through victoria and uh nameless facebook user who has not been to streamyard.com facebook and given us permission to see who they are uh says that they're trying to see what the figures are on the back walls behind everyone um try as you might uh, i actually have several gaps in my uh i have several gaps in my display from um uh, oz comic con in in december i I basically went to Oz Comic Con and there's a couple of boxes on the floor behind me that have all of the figures that were on display uh, in there. And I must must also mention uh, Oz Comic Con, the, the stand was uh, also manned quite uh, quite ably by uh, uh, our good friend Mikey Siciliano uh, and uh, Michael Vella uh, also gave us a hand with the... Uh, hand with the hosting of the stand as well so we are looking forward to uh looking forward to the next oz comic con uh, to come along and um i'm not sure about not sure what's happening with supernova but uh we'll we'll talk about that soon as well thanks in the fullness of time dead dead it's true uh nameless facebook user says that he is big big angry trev can't remember his <laughs> facebook password <laughs> trevor <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've all been there, clever Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, dear. All right. Uh, henceforth, spoiler henceforth. alert. Go on. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for later. Jazz. That's that, that's one. That's a gimme. Jazz two X four B. Yeah. Um, just to I confuse think matters, I... my recording setup is in front of my Doctor Who self shelf rather than my Transformers <laughs> shelf. So what you're seeing is the Thirteenth Doctor there and a the Dalek up there and various tardises and things this is probably why trevor has trouble identifying the bots on the shelf behind you because they're not transformers <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that, that's my bed this is where i live yeah <laughs> i sleep there 
Yeah, this is this is where I work. Uh, fortunately for me, I, I managed to work in front of a in front of shelves full of transformers. Look, um, we've been uh, we've been gas bagging and catching up for a little while. I think it's probably yeah. about time we uh, it's, it's probably about time we uh, spoke of transformers. And I just realised I almost killed Messenger there, but I don't want to do that. Uh, it's time to bring in time to bring in the news, which is very simply um, for, first. Okay, so first up. Uh, some international sightings before we get into local releases because they do figure into it. Um, Legacy is officially on the shelves if you're in France. Um, if you're if you're outside of France, then uh, its appearance is a little bit more a little bit more sporadic. It's currently limited yeah. to Generation Selects. Actually, it's technically been on the shelves since December. With uh, the first release was Generation Selects Black Zarek. What a way to start! Start with a Titan class figure, eh? Um, <laughs> Generation Selects Black Zarek has actually been very, very well received. It's um, I'm I'm told it's been selling like hotcakes from all the all the retailers in Southeast Asia. They've been restocking it hand over fist. Uh, really, really good to see a, a, a you know a, a limited limited release Titan proving so popular. Um, go on. Yeah. I think the thing with Black Zarek is that you know for each Titan release that's come around, we've sort of expected there to be some sort of repaint, some sort of remold of that figure and it's never happened you know there's no g2 devastator there's no omega sentinel uh, there's no beast wars Trypticon, none of that when everyone sort of expected that it would mm, so now yeah. black zarek rolls around and it's like oh wow they're actually reusing this thing for once well it, it really <laughs> in does in a way which it, we really surprisingly haven't before yeah it, it really puts the possibility of getting some um some obscure repaints of titans on the table um, people have, you know, so there, there was, uh, I think there was a, a Brave Max uh, repaint of Fort Max in Japan. Um, there have been a few calls to re-release that. There's, there's calls to re-release a few Titans because they get, they get rare over time. Like Metroplex is currently really difficult to track down for less than an arm and at least half of a leg. Um, there is a, there is said to be a new Metroplex, a Cybertron, uh, like a, a, a a Cybertron, um, Galaxy Force, whatever, whatever the um, whatever the uh, the Unicron trilogy uh, Cybertron Metroplex was, he's meant to be this year's Titan. We're we're hearing, but it would be really nice to hear to see a G1 Metroplex come back as well. I'm hearing like that there's, I'm hearing that there's some rumblings that there might be a, a, a reissue, and some some parties are calling for Metroplex to be reissued, but we'll see how that goes. Especially since early on, even going all the way back to Metroplex, <clears throat> we heard stories of stores, Target, Big W, hating the Titans because they take up so much space. Where now we've got Hasbro Online, Pulse, whatever um, online avenues for them to flog off various repaints and collectors will get them. I'd, I'd love two or three different colors of Devastator. Um, your tight, your Brave Max, all those sort of figures. Um, with online being so much more readily available shopping-wise and not having to dish them out to local retail, I don't know why they haven't just gone, right out, let's just start start recolouring, remolding. Yeah, yeah if you've got Metroplex, there's Metro Titan there for you right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, Rob's, Rob's comment and said, uh, with the huge demand for Slammer, I'm surprised that they're not re-releasing Metroplex. You know what? Maybe it's a bit of a hint that they're considering it because Metroplex at this point is a what a six or seven year old figure, and they've just released an accessory for him that's flying off the shelves. So you know, um, maybe it, maybe it is a good sign. We 
we've been waiting for Black Zarak. Even uh, we've been waiting for Black Zarak for two years. We got the uh, we got the Generation Selects repaint of Fast Track as Black Rarichi uh, a couple of years ago during Earthrise, and people were like, "Well, where's Black Zarak then? He's got to be coming." Sure enough, here he is. So maybe the fact that Slammer is a uh, Maybe the fact that Slammer is around in such numbers is a sign that, uh, that Hasbro might be revisiting the Metroplex world. Jason, I don't want you to feel old, but that was nine years ago. You know, so I took a guess. I, yeah, so <laughs> I took a guess because I knew that he was before Combiner Wars, and I know that we're at the end of the second trilogy <laughs> since then. So uh, that, that's, actually, that's actually almost my limit of, of knowledge, right? Like I started paying attention to retail releases and stuff around the time of combiner wars and before then i'm a bit foggy so yeah oh don't worry i'll google it it's <laughs> it didn't, it didn't come fair from enough. here i'm so uh, I, I mean max could have googled it we didn't see his tabs flicker in his uh in his <laughs> the, the light in his room it's possible anyway uh, it was back to, coming up <laughs> go on but yeah coming up on 10 years um shortly it might be time to go back and re re-release or do some sort of special line with the titans You'd hope that they update Metroplex in some capacity because that original figure doesn't really hold up all that well. <laughs> so it's for you know the it's a thousand dollars, but it's regularly going for at the moment. It's not not something you want to be spending that much money on. It is. Least you, a- you do make a good point. Like Metroplex uh, was pretty much the first Titan, and Titan Titan scale engineering has gotten much better in the intervening mm. six <clears throat> nine years. So you know, there's there's definitely things that can be done there. We're gonna we're gonna revisit that later. Because oh, okay. I'd say I'd say I prefer to pay hundred dollars <laughs> for Metroplex than what I paid for. Uh, what is that? You got the uh, Titan. Titan, Titan Arc. Thing. All right, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about your thoughts about, about, the, about the Arc. Um, so anyway, so as I say, uh, Gen, Select's, uh, Gen Select's Titan Black Zarek was technically the first legacy release. Um, and so now we are seeing the first legacy bots on shelves. They've got really, really bright packaging. It's, it's really nice. There's this dark sort of purpley and bluey background color, but then there's there's just these really vibrant colors on the figures that are illustrated over the top of it. So I'm really looking forward to seeing these on shelves. Um, it, it should be really good. Notably, of course, um, the unannounced figure that accompanies um, the the generationified bulkhead in Wave 1 is, of course, Kingdom Blaster coming up for a repack. Uh, and for a, oh, no one can really see my screen, but for a, for a slight... For a slight spoiler, there's Blaster sitting on my desk down there. We'll be talking a little bit about him later on as well. Um, other other notable international releases. We just today saw the uh, saw the release of the Core Spike Wick uh, Exosuit Core Exosuit Spike Witwicky. Say that ten times fast. Um, this one appears to have been just suddenly appeared in some nameless toy store in the UAE. Uh, we don't. We don't really know where it is. My suspicion is that it's in an airport somewhere. But um, yeah, the thing that uh, thing that jumps out at me looking at the core figures in Studio Series, and I don't know, I don't know if this is going to be as controversial to the rest of the people on the show as it is to me, is that they don't have numbers. This is a this yeah. is a um, okay. Studio Series eighty six release. But um, unless there's a number on the back or the side, like I haven't no, seen the sides of these boxes. I was thinking, yeah. I if think I had so, I to spitball a reason, it would probably be because they're not really scale adherent. I mean, obviously this one and Ravage 
sort of are, where it, but Shockwave clearly is not. So maybe, you know, if they're planning on doing more releases like Shockwave, they want to keep it out of that regular yeah, scale that's, where that, the Studio that, Series is at least intended to be one consistent scale. That's a, that's a that's a good point. I think I accidentally I accidentally referenced to them all as Studio Series eighty six, but no, the two core class figures that are out now, we didn't we didn't do the local releases yet. Is um, uh, Ravage and Shockwave from the Bumblebee movie? So yes, they're definitely not in scale. So maybe they don't get numbers for that reason. But Spike kind of should have one. Anywho, um, those are the those are the the overseas sightings. Um, very quickly, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take that out and take us back up here. I'm gonna run through the list of stuff that's been released since we um <laughs> since we uh did our last show so we we talked about gen select black zarek there's one sitting in my living room i haven't opened him yet gen selects lift ticket the uh, the red hoist repaint um quite a lot of people excited for for lift ticket uh there's a lot of studio series 86 bots so uh, 86 starscream who is a leader class figure but he is the earthrise voyager mold painted in movie colors with extra accessories like the uh the decepticon throne and a few extra weapons. Looking forward to that one. Um, 86 Perceptor is out today in Asia. Uh, and uh, 86 Hot Rod has been re-released in new packaging. Toy is, toy is pretty much exactly the same, but um, Hasbro has updated their packaging style for figures for 2022. And uh, the Studio Series line now has smaller smaller windows and i'm not entirely sure if the um deluxes and voyages now have plastic windows or if they've been removed um we'll we'll have a look we'll have a look when we get those uh, those figures in hand uh otherwise also released today the studio series bumblebee wheeljack brawn and ratchet uh so they've ju they've just come out in asia uh they are actually i believe they're available in australia if you order them from pop culture um, they had them in stock, and I know that because Pop Culture has their store in Geelong, you can actually go into the store and get them if you're in uh, if you're in Victoria. Uh, there's also the Bumblebee Soundwave has come out in the last few weeks, and we did mention Core Ravage and uh, Core Shockwave. Um, locally, locally you're able to get Gen Select Black Zarek from EB and Zing, and I think um, I think Robo Toys also has him on offer as well. Uh, Lift Ticket has been released by EB and Zing, possibly one of the earliest releases in the world of that figure. It was, it was it just sort of suddenly popped up in the last few weeks. The Golden Disc sets that we made a lot of uh, a lot of fuss about when they were announced last year, they are mostly, I think, on Amazon Australia for order now if you haven't already got them. And uh, Tigertron and Blaster, the the final final voyages from uh, Wave Five. They're at uh, Amazon Australia. Uh, they sort of come in and go out, go out of stock and come back. So you may have to keep a watch on it, or um, just you might just be lucky when you look at Amazon. Uh, but they also turned up today at Comic Book Heroes in Brisbane, and we also got an early release for Studio Series Core Ravage and Shockwave in Casey's Toys and Toymate. Now you can of course find a lot of these uh, items in, at online retailers. Uh, we mentioned Robo Toys. Uh, there's also Action Figures Industries, Defamation Toys, Big Kids Collectibles, and uh, a bunch more. So, yeah. Um, Trev also says EB Games is out of uh, out of Black Zarek. Oh, there we go. But you can still get him through My Geek Box. Um, My Geek Box is r run by or associated with Zavi as well, so you might be able to find him there as well. Right. And if anyone else has the trouble like the rest of us, or me, finding figures at local retail, going online. Seems to be the only option now, unless you have a Mr. Toys or Sir Toys nearby, which has all the good stuff. 
I don't know if anyone has a Sir Toys nearby. Isn't that store? Isn't that shot? Isn't that an online store in Hong Kong? Did you? I think you might. You might have meant Uncle Pete's or Casey's Toys. Probably not, but uh, okay. yeah. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> if Brad, Brad, if you do have a Sir Toys nearby, I'm coming to Victoria to visit you. <laughs> no, you just start there. Start there. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, uh, we're gonna we're gonna head back on to head back onto news. So I'm gonna put the gonna put the news screen share up. Uh, I might I might move us over to the side and talk talk about things like that. There uh, over the over the last week or two, we have seen the um, the inimitable Prime versus Prime has uh, gotten his hands on the Legacy G2 Laser Optimus Prime and uh, dutifully posted a video review of it. Uh, we present some stills of the uh, stills of the video review for your uh, delectation and enjoyment. And um, yeah, uh, so this guy is very heavily based on the Earthrise Optimus Prime mold uh, with, uh, it seems, a bunch of additional bits added on. Um, possibly Probably some quite serious retools, but you can definitely see the, you can definitely see the influence of the Earthrise mold below the waist. Um, now, so being a, being the the G two Laser Prime, um, he's maybe a little bit of a niche, uh, a little bit of a niche figure when it comes to uh, comes to sort of the the G one fans among us. So how interested are you guys in an upgraded Earthrise Prime turning into a G two Prime? I do. I'm just really like this design. Like generally, quite like Laser Prime as a design. It's made for some really good figures in the past. Mm, this definitely. just looks kind of is this not boring. one of them <laughs> it doesn't look bad it, it just looks like yep that's an optimus prime figure right like i, I there's nothing here that jumps out at me is remotely interesting it's just like yep that looks like a serviceable optimus prime yeah it's good it. if you like laser prime but there's nothing new to the table possibly because he was one of the more advanced constructions for the time, even on his first incarnation. Yeah, true. As as we get, as we sort of revive characters from closer to the present day, you you do sort of gain less by uh, by you know revitalizing and updating them. And I've I've said before, and just to be gratuitous, to say it, again, they are kind of getting stuck whenever it comes time to do Optimus Prime in these generation one centric lines that basically they've got to find a new way to do exactly the same thing again so this kind of stands out in that it's not another g1 prime like you all saw in a cartoon but it's not hugely different in terms of laser primes i don't have a laser prime at the mo moment so i may take a closer look when and if he hits retail and make a decision then so, yeah, uh, no, I agree 100% with those. Comments. Rob's pointed out that he's more interested in possible repaints. So Nemesis Prime is a Nemesis Prime is a given. Um, Scourge is probably a, a given as well from this, but we'll, we'll see what it ends up at. Um, and uh, and um, possibly Trev says uh, G2 Megatron needs an adversary, and the Scourge re retail repaint will be moi. Chef's kiss. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think. I think. I think. There's a lot of us who are looking forward to uh, looking forward to black repaints of, of this guy. Maybe more than the uh, actual Optimus. What do you think? 
And we've seen yeah, the not going, wrong. <laughs> going all the way back to Combiner Wars, we had that shitty red Optimus and he got repainted several times for Combiner Wars. And I think this is the same. This guy's leading the charge and he'll get repainted a few times. I'm just, again, like you're saying, Dara, glad it's not just another G1 Optimus Prime. We've had seven of them over the last four years. It's, it's something different. It's not my cup of tea, but I'm sure there's plenty of G2 Prime lovers out there in G2 that would want to get this figure. Yeah, I love the design of G2 Prime, and but the only reason I'm considering this one is because I currently don't have another version of him. So he's yep. great, but he's not so great that I'm going, oh, got to replace or accompany the other one. Mm. I, I just worry that since he's since he's based on the Earthrise mold, I just worry that he's just not going to be very exciting when he sort of when you get him in hand. Uh, he does like he does oh. at least have sort of a notably a noticeably different alt mode because he's sort of got the the needle nose to the truck. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm just not sure that it adds enough. I was going to ask if it come with the tanker, and yeah, obviously it does. Yes, one yeah. click of the mouse shows that. Yeah. Yeah, so the the tanker, the tanker, the trailer, and the the possibilities that you get with that might be might be the most interesting part of this. Um, the, so the tanker does open up into a lot of uh, things. I don't know if I can find that. There we go. So the tanker does open up into sort of a base mode, um, mm. but you know, sort of in the same in the same way that Earthrise Prime's trailer was kind of it was like it was good, but just a little bit lacking. The yeah the 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 tanker trailer opening up to a base mode just it feels a little bit empty to me. Yeah. I think that's it again. We say give us G one Prime. Okay, here's G one Prime. But it's just G1 Prime. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, look, there's uh, so there's a bit of a look at Legacy Legacy Laser Prime. Um, Legacy is probably due for release here around mid year, is what I'm what I'm hearing. And I think some of the first wave one figures are probably going to come out internationally around April or now if you're in France. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we should expect to see, see wave one of legacy hit around April internationally. So it's, uh, I mean, it makes sense that this figures, um, you know, sort of leaked out as a, a stolen factory sample now, but, uh, yeah, there's a, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's not a complete, maybe it's not a complete smash home run, uh, for laser Optimus Prime, but, um, you never know, there might be, might be plenty of people who are very happy to have them on in their, in their collection. And that's going to be interesting too. You're saying April. We've we, have, we aren't going to talk about it tonight news wise. It's been made known that uh, Rise of the Beasts wave wave one figures are going to be out in April too as well, and then wave two is coming out in August. So see, see, with Rise of the Beasts relayed relayed delayed so far, <laughs> I I really wonder if uh, I really wonder if they'll really put Rise of the Beasts figures on the shelves. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a year away. Yeah, yeah. And only having two waves come out in that year, um, just to fill holes or whatever. Where you got legacy here that can fill those holes anyway. So it's going to be true. interesting. Uh, so, uh, so I do, uh, I do have a, uh, I do have a, a, a list of figures that are coming out this year that does indeed, does indeed li list um, uh, Optimus Primal and RC under Rise of the Beasts for April. Uh, that's for a Jungle Alliance set, um, and 
and there's a there's some kind of a blaster thing that'll come out not 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 the Autobot blaster but I think a, like a, a gun playset in in uh, April but uh, deluxes and voyages were not meant to be due until June or October so maybe there's um yeah I don't know I, can, I to be perfectly honest I can see them just shoveling the whole the whole rise of the beasts line in into next year uh, they've done it or they did it this year or they did it last year uh, and the year before when uh, G.I. Joe the um, mm. Snake Eyes movie was delayed there was so the G.I. Joe classified series has uh, a number uh, like there's a, there's a numbering system to it and there were five figures that just mysteriously didn't get de- didn't get released in in 2020 and when the movie finally came out in 2021 um, suddenly those figures uh, got released so I, I wouldn't put it past Hasbro to just shelve that whole thing. We'll see how it goes. Time will tell. Time will tell. Time will indeed tell. Uh, let's let's move on, and uh, we're ta- we've we've got some in-hand images of figures that have just just been released overseas today. Uh, so we're looking at the we're looking at the Studio Series uh, Bumblebee movie Wheeljack and Brawn. Now that's, that's quite a mouthful. Um, these figures are notable because they represent the characters as they appeared in the first 90 seconds of the Bumblebee <laughs> movie on, on Cybertron. Four years ago. Yeah, four years ago. But at that time, they never actually bothered to design any alt modes for the for the figures. So Hasbro's toy designers have actually taken quite... They've, they've performed quite the feat, right? They've, they've got a fairly screen-accurate robot mode for these guys. So I... So I believe I haven't looked at I haven't watched the Bumblebee movie in about two and a half years. So like, yeah. maybe this is how Braun looked. I don't really know. Um, but um, they've given him a they've given him a, a, a you know a, a realistic at least it's an it's an alt mode that works for his uh, body type. Um, so yeah, oh, yeah. They, like Love it. they've done a, they've done a really good job with that. And of course, um, Braun continues to look like Man at Arms from He Man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at look at the size of that helmet, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, well, actually, like I say, look at the size of the helmet. Maybe it's more Ram Man, but yeah. Uh, this is me showing off my newly acquired Masters of the Universe knowledge. Don't don't mind me. I'm gonna drop a few power sword bombs, but we'll, we'll see how we go. Um, Braun does, of course, come with an appropriately large gun and. Uh, does have all the requisite things that you would expect of him. Where there's there's ankle tilts, lots of articulation, and um, yeah, looks looks pretty awesome. Uh, Wheeljack is another character who's been quite quite anticipated since he was uh, since he was revealed a couple of months ago. Um, it, it appears he's quite a heavy retool of one of the bumblebees that's already in Studio Series. So uh, we'll remain to be seen just how well received the figure is once people get it in hand. Uh, also alt mode that did not appear on screen but um you know still still looking looking pretty good there so i don't, I don't mind them having alt modes that didn't appear on screen or you know a lot of people are saying oh you know we're making figures out of you know just the first 90 seconds of the film well yada, yada, a lot yada. of people by, by a lot of people you mean me well no, i've seen other people i just can't <laughs> i just don't bother to remember any of those people's names yeah no <laughs> let's just say jason I'm, I'm, I'm happy i'm happy to i'm happy to say it because it's real it's what's happening um, I'm not, I mean, look, look, Hasbro spent a lot of money adding 90 seconds of CG animation to the front of that movie. 
in uh, like in 2017, right? They delayed the movie. They added this stuff on. You knew that they were going to make toys of these, all of the characters that they had in that first first minute and a half of that movie. There's a reason they made all that CGI. So have at it. I don't like go for it. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. the and thing that, the way thing that surprises it. me is how long it's taken them. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a bit surprising. <laughs> but the, the but thing for- that like the, the way I see it is, it, it's pretty well just. It's still. I guess all these characters had, bar a couple, had at least one voice line, and they were on screen for like you know a few seconds each. They were uh, on screen for just long enough for people to just go, "Oh, it's a wheeljack! I need that toy." Yeah. Which is, in fairness, is probably more screen time than the majority of characters that we have had toys of the Bay movies. And also, like, you think about how many just <laughs> random things got thrown out as schlock in those lines? It just either some random background character or a character which didn't exist in the first place. I mean, yeah. don't don't forget that Studio Series is also not above the cheap repaint, right? You know, like we've no, had the KSI Sentry and stuff like that. Yeah, but, you know, like, yeah. I, I'm, bear in mind also that, like, you know, usually moulds get reused once or twice. So what's Braun going to get reused as? Who knows? Well, that's the thing. Here we are four years later. Yes, they would like to the party to make these figures because everyone that loves the Bumblebee movie is only loving that first 90 seconds and that's it. Um, <laughs> and there's, a brief, much... there's a brief flash of Cybertron halfway through the movie that they also watched. Uh, look, I, I do I do enjoy the Bumblebee movie. Um, I also, like, I feel like uh, Hayley Steinfeld did a fantastic job in it and she's now lighting up the screen in many, many uh, genre projects. So good on her. Mm-hmm. No, she's good. Okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> So Go on. Talk. It's all right, I, I, I've, 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 I've distracted Brad. Go on. We'll leave the Hawkeye discussion for later. Um, mm-hmm. We've we finally got to the end now. I don't. Apart from a ratchet repainting to Ironhide, I'm pretty sure we've covered all of the characters from that first 90 seconds. Rob is suggesting that we'll get an outback from the Brawn Mold. If, yeah. Like, if we don't do that, that will be Hasbro like breaking with years of tradition. Mm. So yeah, I, I think I think we I think we have to get a Bumblebee movie outback of some kind, even though he didn't yeah. exist. Do maybe I have he did. To... Maybe there, maybe there's a blob of five pixels in the background of a frame somewhere that they will say was actually outback. Yeah, I'm su- I am surprised they haven't started pumping out Se- uh, Seeker repaints. So we've got we've got like two. We've got st- so we we have Starscream and Thrust. Um, not sure if there's uh, not sure if there's another secret. Uh, I think oh, I think yes, there's yes, a, yes, we had Blitzwing. Yeah, but that's a different mold. Um, there is there is a there is a Thundercracker slated for August of twenty twenty two. Could be could be a Tetrajet Thundercracker. Yeah. Um, I mean that would be cool, right? Like it'd be nice. So you'd have Starscream. Thundercracker, Thrust, like they, they still need to do Skywarp at that point in order to yeah, sort yeah. of give you the, the main three. But, you know, that would be that would be cool. It would be nice if that Thundercracker is, in fact, the Bumblebee one. We'll, we'll see. There's, there yeah. has been a Bay Thundercracker in um, Studio Series already. He was a Toys R Us exclusive. I think he was number six. Um, that's how long the Studio Series line's been going on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, uh, so there's a Bay Thundercracker done already. So if there's a Thundercracker coming up, he's either, he's either an 86 Thundercracker, which I think... He would be marked as eighty six Thundercracker, but um, yeah, he could be a could be a Bumblebee. We'll see. I, I wouldn't. I would. I think it would be nice if they only trot that mold out once a year for a repaint. Like you know, it, it, 
here's here's the the 2022 seeker it's thundercracker yay (laughs) i was gonna say if you can tear your mind away from the tradition that outback equals brawn this guy actually wouldn't make a bad shape for gears Mm, yeah quite right yeah yeah he's quite right let's let's just go to his uh Let's go to his alt mode. Yeah, yeah, I can, I, I can see that. You yeah. just get rid of the bucket head. Mm, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, that's and, just that's just a head mold change. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and having that big shoulder backpack thing—that's well, Gears has got even more of that than um, Braun has, so that's easy. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's just a truck canopy on in the back, so. Mm. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Um, Wheeljack and Brawn will be in hand in the next couple of weeks, so we'll uh, we'll have a bit of a look at him, have a little bit of a look at them then. Uh, there is also so uh, we we have talked about Takara's Takara's train bots, uh, train bot masterpieces that are coming the uh, MPG series. Uh, now we looked at uh, Shulky, who was announced last year, and uh, now. Daria, you're going to have to remind me how to pronounce uh, Gatsui? Oh, Gatsui. Gatsui, right. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I speak. I, I, I like to mangle these pronunciations in Australian all the, all the time. Uh, so I speak English. Yeah, I, no, I just I speak Australian. I got his name to a second ago. So. Yeah, no I, no, I don't speak English. I speak Australian uh, <laughs> is the, the, the problem. So uh, Gatsui has been announced as the second release of the MPG line uh now we know that the first one is due for release mid 2022 uh this guy is apparently due for release in september 2022 now at the time we did say that um we did say that we thought that the the train bots were going to be six months apart it looks like they might be three months apart so uh hopefully that means that you're right and will only take uh, until the end of 2023 to, mm. to come out so we'll, we'll see how we go um so there's been there's been a few there's been a few releases of uh, images and the like for him. Uh, we're looking at a scan from I think it's from uh, Figure King magazine. He is very very poseable. Lots lots of lots to do, and of course um, he still converts down to uh, down to a, a train carriage essentially. So um, there's been a lot of excitement going around. There's a lot of lot of people who are very very excited for the the release of these figures. There is a third party. Who's releasing uh, releasing their figures around the same time? Uh, of course, called... there is. <laughs> of course, I mean, of course, there is. It's um, it's Moon Studio, and there's been a bit of controversy caused because um, the Moon Studio people have apparently been taking pot shots at the uh, the designs of the uh, of the Takara figures, saying, "Oh, you know, they've got they've got backpacks and they've got all bits of kibble," and then they've released figures that have significant amounts of kibble and, and things like that. So, um, yeah. They get a bit of a look here at the accessories that will come with Gatsui. Um, there's some train tracks, uh, weapons. I'm not sure what the two lugs at the top are. Maybe they're part of the combination. Um, but also, I think this might be the first time that we've actually seen what um, what one of the limbs for Masterpiece Raiden will look like. Uh, it's oh, very, yeah. sig- very significant. Tramfoot. Uh, yeah, yeah, tramfoot, exactly. It looks um, solid. Yeah, it's it like does. A solid brick oh, and yeah. limb. We can also see these two pieces up the top here. They sit on top um, as the... Oh, uh, yes. the, oh uh, they're the... Yeah. The electrical poles, beams, whatever they are. Uh, look, looks very cool. I, I have 
I have absolutely no attachment to this character whatsoever, but I'm in. Uh, I'm 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 in for these. Uh, I'm getting them all. Um, yeah. Were really, they two really fifty a piece? Um, it depends where you buy them from. Oh. Yeah. There's I thought a, you were going to say, no, no, they're only like 95 and I was going to go, oh, wow, I might actually be interested in getting this then. Uh, the, no, the prices range from about 150 up to up to 250 each. Depends yeah, where you yeah. buy them from. So, yeah. I, I, I think I think, I think think 150 for a, 150 for a Masterpiece bot is pretty reasonable. Um, I mean, like like I said, it depends where you, where you buy them from. But, you know, 150 to 200, like that's kind of standard for a Masterpiece figure these days. Um, skids and reboost, uh, quite—they're they're outliers. They're—they're uh, they're quite cheap, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't—I don't mind. He's—he's he's got a—he's got a really nice amount of detail. Like just looking at, looking at the detail at the front of the uh, the front of the carriage as as it forms the foot of the uh, the foot of rider. And like, there's there's some really impressive detail. There's some really impressive engineering going on there. I'm very happy with it. What's the chances going to be a box set? release after the initial release like they've done with everything else it's really uh, look it's it's really interesting because if there is a box set it's going to be super expensive it'll be the most expensive masterpiece thing ever to have released like if you've got about $200 for a limb a box set yeah. you're looking at $1200 that's twice the price of MP44 yeah. I don't know well, I don't know yeah. I'm just, a lot more transformer than MP44 too so <laughs> it, it, it is but just just in, in purely purely in terms of the amount of money that they'd be asking you to outlay it's a lot of money I, well I they know. could always mark it up a little bit too to say hey well you didn't support us when you're getting initial figures so we're going to make you pay for it now maybe yeah I'll do the sort of, look this one's slightly redecoed so it has a sword a bigger sword <laughs> she's got a new hat um yeah. to be honest i i think i think takara would do better to make sure that all of the limbs are available for purchase you know during in, in the market so maybe that's maybe that's why mpg is a new line um you know if you don't buy mpg one uh and you get down to the sixth the sixth bot release at the end of 2023 um you know if you can still pick up the other limbs then you know you'll be you'll be in good stead for that so i don't i don't know i don't know we'll have to see how it i goes. would take an just a guess uh just based on some history just because the various japanese transformers people do like to do their box sets mm, yeah they do so i'm 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 go and the japanese market is a bit less gun shy than the western market in the don't release that it'll be expensive thing mm -hmm, so i'm yeah. not going to sit here and say it's definitely going to happen but those factors make me think it is more likely than not so i'm still not going to put wages on it you know you know i will say the words takara tomi mall exclusive yeah uh, i'm yes. just worried about fifty thousand releases for the first figure second one yeah i'll do 50 as well three months later Okay, they didn't sell too well. Let's do thirty thousand of these, <laughs> and all of a sudden, by the end, I haven't got my end of my combiner, <laughs> which is worse. Yeah, by, by, by the end, you missed out on money limbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, it's this is the first time that this is the first time that Takara has done a release like this. It's, it's, yeah, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Like, 
I, I'm, I'm genuinely interested to see if at the end of this year, MPG01 is still easy to get. Mm. Yep. Uh, there is, of course, uh, the uh, a Diaclone colors release idea as well. Uh, so mm-hmm. maybe, uh, maybe if there's a if there's a box set, maybe it'll be in Diaclone colors. We'll see how we go. Yep. All right. Um, another uh, another another bit of news. This one's been percolating around the community for a little while. Uh, IDW is losing the Transformers and the GI Joe licenses at the end of 2022. Uh, Hasbro's Hasbro's taking those licenses somewhere else. We don't quite know yet, but the other the other licenses like My Little Pony, etc., they will remain at IDW. Uh, so there is still 12 months of storytelling left in the the IDW Transformers license. So it will be interesting to see how they go with uh, bringing bringing things to a satisfying conclusion. Um, I have to be honest. I haven't. I haven't watched. I haven't watched. I haven't read most of the uh, most of the comics of this generation. Um, I've been picking up the Shattered Glass comics, and I've been watching. I've been watching. I've been uh, reading track. Uh, I've been reading the Wreckers series, Tread and Circuits. Um, my understanding is that the Wreckers sort of sits in uh, in with the the sort of the new continuity of uh, of Transformers, and so I understand mm. that there are things that have happened in there that I'm not necessarily aware of because i've just picked up the records comic but uh, you know it's it's been a it's been a fun ride so far as well now i'm not sure if anyone else in here other than daria has um has much of a much thought or opinion on the comics daria how do you how do you feel about this no someone's gonna say carry on go max max oh sorry i was i'll i'll wait for daria to go but yeah i've been reading for him as well oh have you been reading the new ones as well yeah, yeah. I've, oh, I've, cool. okay. I haven't really talked about it on the show, but yeah, it's is. Um, yeah. I don't know. Are you up to date, Dario? Uh, give or take an issue, yeah. Yeah, that's so kind of. I don't know. I, what have you thought? Because I've been sort of in mind, but it's not quite up to the same par as the previous continuity. But it's definitely been good stuff, at least so far. I mean, it's, yeah, you know, it's a shame to see it ending, but it it does seem to be a nice, well-thought-out story. Yeah. Now, at this point, I agree with you. Early on, uh, it took a long time to get going, and many reasons have been hypothesized for this, and I could roll them out again, but I I won't. And I know that, combined with some of the art choices, turned a lot of people away. I, I enjoyed the story once it really picked up and got going. I don't think it's on a par with what we're now nicknaming IDW1. Uh, I also think, and I've heard different sources, whether this was a Hasbro thing or an IDW thing or some combination of both, but I don't think the Hasbro-verse, the let's, let's throw everyone into a shared universe and cross them over all over the place worked nearly as well as they were hoping it would i can speak I, look, I, look i i i feel like the the shared hasroverse was the beginning of the end for the original rdwv1 universe mm. that it was yeah it was easily the weakest component yeah yeah I, well uh, i do know a lot of people myself included were quite happily reading along then all of a sudden apart from having this kind of wedged in now we're into what used to be the what used to be the bane of 
an Australian's existence when we used to buy our comics from the newsagent and that newsagent didn't get the comic you wanted. All of a sudden now we're in this, oh, this dead important thing, it happened in that comic you're not reading because it's, you're not reading Micronaut, but it's essential for some reason that this Transformers thing happened in there, so go and buy Micronauts. And rather than what they were hoping, which is people going, oh, I better go and buy Micronauts because it's got Transformers in it. A lot of people went, well, if I have to buy Micronauts and who knows what else to to get up with my Transformers, I'm just going to quit and not bother with Transformers. I, so I, I feel like I feel like that hasn't happened with the V two universe. The, the, like things have things have not crossed over in there. Uh, it, it's been enjoy, It's been sort of a nice change of pace, and that it has returned to form as just a fairly self contained story. Yeah, yeah. and so because it's and also because it's sort of been one core book with a couple of little side things. It has felt very reminiscent of earlier RDW 1.0, where it was just quite easy to follow along with. Um, and yeah. so it, it hasn't quite reached the same heights as RDW originally did, but the story itself has gone in some really interesting places. Yeah, especially, yeah. as I said, once yeah. it gets going, once it knows what it's doing, that's how I feel too. And I think also it's less of an ask to ask a Transformers reader hey, go read this Transformers miniseries. It is just to ask a Transformers reader, hey, go and read Rom or Action Man. Yeah, that, that's very true. That, and that, that was my main problem with the, the crossovers in the, uh, in the original universe as well. Like, honestly, now that I know, now that I know, um, sort of, you know that there's a finite endpoint coming for this, I'm probably more likely to jump on it and actually read it and sort of be present as they sort of as they bring it to an end remembering of course like the original ending for the v1 universe was drawn out a lot longer than it should have been in this case uh you know like the like unicron um the unicron story slipped publishing points and um i think things didn't finish until sort of three or four months until uh, after they were meant to but uh in this case it's a case of them losing the license at a particular time so uh they damn well better get those issues out otherwise um otherwise you know can't really tell what's going to happen uh, it has also been pointed out that the the loss of the license, it's not entirely clear what that's going to mean for the publishing of the collected editions in the the omnibus form, uh, as to whether or not the whether or not IDW will um, continue to be allowed to do that. Um, I would have to imagine they probably will, as they do publish. They do have licenses from uh, Marvel and other companies to publish. Uh, they do some of their they, work, so I, I would assume there's probably some arrangement there. Apparently, their agreement with Marvel has also been uh, sort of uh, um, sort of cut short recently as well. But I'm not entirely not entirely sure what's going on there because I've never really been never really been that issue that that uh, interested in the the Marvel stuff that they've been republishing. Yeah, but I, th um, I think it's something they probably do differently for each one. But I do know because there was a big interview about it when years ago when titan just out of the blue published the back end of the marvel g1 run long after marvel had lost that was long after marvel had lost any transformers rights but they still went to marvel in order to get permission to publish that content so mm. they still have to have a word of Hasbro because, you know, we want to put your brand all over our books and all that sort of thing. 
but at least in that case the content rested with marvel but of course that could be a deal that hasbro said okay you can publish you can continue to have this stuff forever because it's in the your I, I i feel like that's a very 80s deal and yeah. sort of that, that's that's sort of dealing with the ramifications of the 80s you're like we know that hasbro tends to take their stuff and do whatever they want with it these days even though even mm. after the fact that it's being produced so then putting uh so they've put the g1 series on youtube um and you know that's it's published by hasbro now instead of you know sort of being yeah. so it know, is very uh, case by case so I, I think, it's I think a possibility it is. but we have no idea yeah i i, I think it is we're, we're going to need someone to actually ask the question of IDW and uh, and see what happens. We should talk about speculation as to where the license is going. Uh, the front the front runner in terms of speculation appears to be Skybound, uh, the uh, the uh, publishing. I'm going to say publisher uh, that's run by Robert Kirkman, uh, who's uh, famous, most famous for The Walking Dead, but also. Uh, Kirkman's Kirkman's name is on a number of other a number of other properties that have been quite big in recent years as well. Uh, Invincible has been very popular on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, that was a that was a, a, a Skybound imprint uh, as well. So uh, it was published on the Skybound imprint. Um, to, to add some fuel to that fire, um, I, it's it's been noted it's been noted that there's been a couple of departures from IDW uh, in recent times. So John Barber has apparently apparently stepped out of IDW in the last couple of months or so. And a few years ago, Chris Ryle, who was uh, was very involved in the, the publishing of the Transformers comics in the early days, uh, left and is at um, Skybound now. It does make me wonder if uh, does make me wonder if uh, John Barber might turn up at Skybound as well and take the Transformers license with him to his new gig. We will see we'll see in the next in the next few months. I'm sure it will I'm sure it will become. Uh, I'm sure it will become public knowledge where the license will go, but I also I don't expect it to be last issue comes in uh, December and then the first issue of the new one comes in January. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see it rest for a little while as it moves between publishers. Well, if nothing else, I imagine the new one will want to sit on it for a while and work out what what they want to do, and I don't think they dedicate a lot of energy brackets money to that unless they absolutely for sure knew they definitely had it i i think so um, there's a, a lot of people are, a lot of people are mourning the loss of particular writers and artists as the as the property moves to skybound as well like, let's just assume that it's going to go to skybound um i don't know I, I i feel like i feel like all of the creators are working as freelancers for idw anyway so i don't see why i don't see why a new company wouldn't go to the same the same creatives because they've become so well known and and so well loved in the community. I don't see why they wouldn't they wouldn't um, go to the the same people to create these comics. There, there's of course probably going to be some new blood somewhere in there as well. Uh, and like we saw this as we saw this as IDW sort of moved to its V2 universe as well. But um, you know I, I think I think I think the old guard will still be around for quite some time. Yeah, and IDW as a whole, I think finally broke us of the idea that Simon Furman is the only one who's allowed to write Transformers. I'm sure. I'm sure Simon Furman's already knocked on Skybound's door. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we, <laughs> if we see him again. But it used to be if it's not Simon Furman, GTFO before IDW. 
Uh, look, that's and that's true. And even the early days of IDW, even sort of hmm. they they sort of suffered from needing to defer to defer to the Fermanisms. But um, yeah, I, I think since then we've you know we've had many we've had many many creations from many talented writers and of, like. Of course, when you think about IDWV one, of course, there's you know sort of more than meets the eye and lost light, James Roberts. Uh, but there's other there's other people who are writing writing these uh, these books as well who are very talented as well. I I don't know if I would expect to see Roberts come back to Transformers. I feel like I feel like he's I feel like he may feel like he's done with that and moving on to something else. But how much of a how much of a coup would that be? New publisher sets up Transformers and they get a James Roberts ongoing. I mean that would yeah. rock. Yeah, I would. I would. I, love I don't that. think anyone would complain. I just sort of would worry that um, it, it, James has probably told a story that he wanted to tell. Yeah, I, 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 think, I wrong, think that's probably right too. Of the myriad of issues that there were with the original ending of IDWV one, I would say of when those books ended, I, I think the general consensus was that despite the issues, there was a strong thematic conclusion to Lost Light that and i think robert sort of you know tied up tied up his work and his characters in a nice little bow and yeah you can you know, spot it, the rushing but you can tell that it's most of what he wanted to tell is structurally there i'd say i, I yeah to, in, in all honesty i think it's i think it's quite telling that in in talking about idw losing the license we're talking about the we're talking about mostly about the universe that they rebooted Rather than the, the the current the current stories, um, like we're like I think we've we've spent we've spent maybe seventy percent of the time talking about talking about the old IDW stuff and not the new stuff. Maybe there's a reason the license is going. We'll see. Yeah, I think they yeah, just didn't I, win I, people back. Yeah, and I, I think the thing is the, the real significance of the license going is that original universe, in that you know. What we see now with, with this license going is the loss of, you know, granted it, it, it did reboot itself, but the original RDW universe is the longest running Transformers story. It's true. Yeah. Like, I think um, it was stretched, stretched you know, over, I think, nearly 10 years or so, didn't it? Possibly, uh, possibly more than that. Well, yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I forget how long exactly it went for, but it was a bloody long period of 13 time. Years. 13 years. Mm. Yeah. So. You know, there is a right. sort of set sadness to that, I guess, of, you know, this is, it, it's an era that fundamentally reshaped a, a lot of things about the franchise. So it is a bit of a shame to see it come to an end. It, it's, it's true. Uh, so IDW's era has really been characterized by a lot of expansion in the fandom as well. Um, like the fandom has gotten gotten bigger, it's gotten more inclusive. Um, there's like I I love the fact that when I when I walk around at TF Nation, there's there's uh, just as many just as many men and women out mm. there as as Transformers fans. I think it's fantastic. Like IDW has been a great equalizer in that in that segment of the fandom. Um, but again, like it's still it's still something that we've been talking about mostly in terms of uh, the V1 universe. I've just gotten a lot of feedback in my microphone. I think that's the rain at Brad's place. <laughs> is it raining at your place, Brad? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it is. Uh, fair enough. That's so, Brad, I, I think Brad did. Uh, Brad either dropped out during the comic discussion or intentionally removed himself, and I did put him back in. So that's kind of on me. <laughs> no, I was trying to comment with 
viewers commenting and logging and took me out of the show, so... Ah, fair enough. Fair anyway, enough. it's dying off. It was a lot heavier. It got really bad here for a moment. I thought I was going to lose <laughs> lose it, but I'm back. I'm still here. Excellent, still here. Excellent. Something Look, I, I think the Transformers comic brand could, tr- could try, and I'm no marketing genius, so I don't know if it would succeed, is that the format of Transformers as a whole, not necessarily any one particular incarnation, lends itself to the kind of split-up anthology comic like 2000 AD or Eagle or something like that? Sort of like a stories of the Transformers rather than an ongoing plot narrative. Is that what you mean? Yeah, or even just, or at least not always the one same ongoing plot in every story. So you could have like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, say you know 10 what? pages uh, of a G1 story, 10 pages of an Armada story, 10 pages back on Cybertron. Well, so so as um, uh, you know, over the course of uh, the last twelve months, I've I've um, picked up and watched all of Clone Wars, right? Like it would be cool to have like you know a story that goes on for a few issues and then you know shifts to something else after a few issues and you know tells a different story for a few issues, things like that. And like, yes, that's kind of what they do at the moment, but you know they're all sort of still tied into their own narrative and. You know, the actual thematic linking of stories over multiple issues is just kind of an afterthought. But, um, you know, sort of a, an, an anthology like that would be, would be interesting. It's, in a way, it's, all, it's almost sort of like the, the idea of the spotlight stories that used to be, um, sorry, not the spotlight, the mosaic stories, the one yeah. pages that used to inhabit the back page of the, of the books that were fan created and community created. It's almost, uh, it's almost like that. You know, it would be, it would be nice to see you know, sort of some some less contextualized stories that just just happen to exist within within particular continuities and without necessarily having to place themselves or explain themselves or fit into a wider narrative. Just something that requires a little bit less brain power to process, maybe. Yeah. Have Have you all read the likes of Two Thousand AD or the Eagle or ones like that? No, I'm 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 not a Two Thousand AD reader. Yeah. Well, what, just just to illustrate for yourself or any listeners who don't get the format I'm talking about, just before I stop running this into the ground, you buy an issue of 2000 AD, and the first say eight, the first chunk of story will be like a Judge Dredd story, and it might be part oh, one. Oh, I see. Or you mean, you meant within story. the same unit, same within the same issues, sort of telling multiple stories. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, but it could still jump around, like you say, especially because then you could have like three more say grounded if you will and then something a bit more experimental story number four yeah interesting yeah it is it, it is an interesting an interesting idea for telling the story that way as well um i mean the the uk the uk transformers comic used to have you know they, they used to split up the the monthly us stories over i think three issues uh and then they also had a backup strip as well whichever whichever, you know, sort of whichever it was at the time. So, you know, that was, I mean, you know, the UK, UK Marvel and 2000 AD coming from, coming from the same country. So, you know, telling multiple, telling multiple stories. And I think the idea was also that it was kind of a value for money thing. You buy one comic, you get two things in it. And that used to be just what British comics did. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Look, there's, um, the sky's the limit in terms of possibilities. We'll see. It might not even be Skybound who picks up the license. There were, there were rumors. So this story first, this story first surfaced in December, um, and it's been confirmed in the last, the last, well, I'm going to say week or so, 
but when the story was originally um, originally floated around in December, there was actually word that it would go to Dark Horse. Uh, so, mm-hmm. I think the fact that the fact that everyone's sort of latched onto Skybound now does not necessarily make it a given. The, the license could well end up, at, um, you know, it could end up anywhere. It could go back to Marvel. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It could do worse than Dark Horse. That's for sure. Definitely. Yeah. All right, I think we've uh, we've spent long enough talking about uh, talking about IDW. I think Brad may have fallen asleep. Um, we are we are running quite over time, so we're going to going to push through a couple couple how's of stories. Bloody hell, that happen? Yeah. Uh, it, it's a, it's a mystery to me. It's what happens when we don't don't do a, don't do a podcast for a couple of months. Yeah, uh, suddenly, yeah. Happens, suddenly we yeah we get to, get to the end of the the time. We still um, tell ourselves we have a weekly one hour show, and this is just a fiction. <laughs> yes, this is to make up for the shows that we miss. <laughs> yes, this is true. Uh, we 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 like we like to cover all of all of the time that we missed. Um, this was uh, this was an interesting story that Brad brought up when we were um, when we were preparing stories for the the run sheet tonight. Uh, the Melbourne Toy Hobby Licensing Fair, the Australian Toy Fair, is cancelled this year again, uh, owing to COVID and uh, other COVID and other circumstances. Um, was a major was a major show point for Hasbro in these um, in in the Australian landscape. Uh, there would often be a there would often be a Transformers meetup occur nearby, um, and uh, yeah, that hasn't hasn't happened for the last couple of years. Um, you know, mostly because people don't really like to catch COVID just to look at Transformers, uh, <laughs> which I think seems I think seems fair enough. Uh, but yes, yeah, so the so the Melbourne Melbourne Toy Fair or Melbourne Toy Fair or the Australian Toy Fair is off, and uh, related to that also, there's also um, news that uh, the New York Toy Fair and Nuremberg Toy Fair have also been cancelled. Nuremberg Toy Fair, you will remember, several years ago. I'm going to say six years ago, maybe seven years ago, we <laughs> had the uh, we had the guy standing in front of the Devastator <laughs> statue, uh, and he stood there for a really long time, and we didn't we didn't get any updates for a week on that. On the, what that figure looked like. Um, so the New York Toy Fair and Nuremberg Toy Fair are not happening. London Toy Fair is happening, but Hasbro will not be at the London Toy Fair as well. Um, it's quite interesting. Um, it, it is. It is quite interesting because this, this sort of parallels a little bit what's happening with um, tech as well. Like the, there are there are large trade shows that are happening, but everyone's pulling out of them, and lots of companies do their own online launches as well. Like we've seen Hasbro do this in the last year. They do their Transformers Tuesdays and Fan First Fridays and things like that. And they, and they'll have their, their product designers and the like, um, you know, come out and speak to people about what, you know, what they're designing and, and what, what's launching and what's going to happen for their brand. I kind of feel like having set that as a, an expectation of how they relate to their audience, I feel like they're going to keep doing it ongoing. Um, the toy fairs, the toy fairs are, they're, they're not just a, they're not just sort of like a showing off of, uh, you know, the toys that are coming for consumers. They are, a, they are a business thing as well. So, um, you know, by not have, by not attending toy fair and the show not being on, there's definite, there's definite connections between, um, you know, businesses to business and those in the toy community that are missing and, uh, and, and haven't been occurring. No one has any thoughts on toy fairs? Well, I've got ones that don't happen. <laughs> yeah. 2015 was the, uh, the, yeah, it was the, the, the guy devastating. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was just trying to find what episode of Off the Shelf that was, but that's not going to happen. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah it... it's a shame. Like, we'd, we'd normally have the first 
reveals of what we're going to get wave one come april at toy fair and get to get up close and personal with it and that's not going to happen again um we need to learn with COVID, and we're not learning to live with COVID and all that stuff. But anyway, but also yeah, the past couple of years, even even a bit before COVID, we were starting to move from toy fairs to where we have the big announcements to the stuff like the Fan Fridays or the Transformers yeah. Tuesdays or the yeah. Where's Wednesdays or whatever, which when they let out bit by bit or even occasionally bigger announcements. So. I think just the structure of how they do that is is changing. So I don't know if brand toy fairs have disappeared forever. I mean, it's hard to say from this end, but I think in terms of the fan reveals, a lot of that is just simply shifting. I, I, I mean, I'm thinking of I, Comic, I, Comic-Con. We used to, it used to be a thing that me and my other friends would basically all sit down the days after Comic-Con and go through all the new, call new trailers and announcements and stuff. But that just doesn't happen anymore. People have got the capacity to just release stuff on their own. Yeah, I, I think I, I don't think companies like to share the limelight anymore. Um, yeah. If you if you can if you can run your own launch event for products, then why share why share the the time with others at a different at a different venue? I just wanted to bring up a bring up a comment. Um, I'm not sure who's left. I don't think I, I don't think this is Trev. Uh, it says I think Hasbro has been pretty lackluster with their advertisements and fan engagement lately. You would think that after 30 years of trying to sell toys, that media would be their strong point. Seems like their focus is on shows and movies only. I think that's a. I, I think that's that is quite interesting. Hasbro Hasbro does seem to have trouble engaging with their fan base in a positive way. Um, when you look at the Fan First Fridays, there's often just people shouting at them and telling them what they don't want them to do rather than saying, hey, you know, I'm really happy that you've done this. <laughs> yeah. hmm. uh, follow up to that also says, uh, I think the announcements are working, working that well. Seems like toy reviewers on YouTube and even some stores in Asia get toys out before they're even officially announced sometimes. And that's true. That that's that's happened I mean, a I bit over the last couple of years. Um, I think, uh, you know, like Deep Cover turned up early last year at one of the toy stores in LA. Um, you know, there's a. I, I I do think that I do think that, and I know um, I know our, I know our friend Doctor Lockdown has thoughts on uh, on the the t- release time frame uh, and when Hasbro should be announcing things that are releasing. Um, I would just really like to see a bit a bit more consistent announcement from Hasbro and saying, hey, this is actually going to be out here. Um, and just telling people when they can expect to find things. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how things go with that. Anyway, Toy Fair's, Toy Fair's over. Possibly, who knows, they may, not, they may not be back in 2023. We'll see what happens. Yes, yet we can have an online tennis experience and not have 2,000 people at the tennis. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, now, speaking of that, uh, there's a couple more news stories. Skip. <laughs> Skip. Goodness <laughs> go, me. Go, how, go, how did the how did the statues the get into one. the run sheet? Goodness me. Go <laughs> anyway. one. Go, go does anyone does anyone have five thousand dollars in their bank account that they don't want to use? Because like that's what happened. That. That's that's. Yeah, I didn't have five thousand dollars in my bank account. I have five dollars <laughs> in my bank account. <laughs> so so it's fair to say that the statues are probably not that interesting to anyone. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get someone offside by saying that at some point because someone's just gonna be like, oh, I like the statues, but it, it won't be Brad. There, but, there have been yeah. some nice statues. No. I'm not gonna say there's never been a good statue, but to it's me, true. that that one was not one of them. 
No, that's true. I don't even know what that was. Uh, is this one of them? The 3.0 MDLX um, Bumblebee? Go to the size comparison. This right, thing that's is not tiny. Uh, I mean, like, he, okay, so he's an articulated an figure, figure, but like, figure. He's, he's basically a statue, right? Like, not transforming. Transformers fans and their de- definitions of statues. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm <laughs> trying to find... There we go. There we are. So he's got is, is that the size comparison you wanted? Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's the mask. Look, look, he doesn't look. Somewhere. He doesn't look a thing like how I want Bumblebee to look. But sure, you know. <laughs> there I is. think someone's trying to marry the movie and the traditional. Yeah, for a bit of generations in there as well. Mm. Uh, and of, of course, these figures are how much? It doesn't say. No, no, about sixty dollars. Like, Sixty US dollars. Sixty US, yeah. Yeah, I mean for a for a, a an articulated masterpiece style figure, look, I'm sure he can pull off some pretty impressive. Um, oh, he really is tiny, isn't he? I'm sure he can pull off pull off some <laughs> impressive poses. Look at that! Though. That looks that looks amazing. That is a good picture. Yeah. Yeah. That's Toy a, photography that, is up. Yeah, no, that's the thing, right? That's a that's a great picture. I'm just not sure if it's a great toy. Well, my screensaver <laughs> is cool toy photography. So I'm gonna go and find that that one later. Yeah, I'll also, well, I, I will. I would pass you the link, but it will be in the show notes. I'll, I'll just um, do that. All right. So you know what? We're done. We're done with news. Um, news is over for news is over for for tonight. Um, we did have um, we did have some some acquisitions that uh, we should talk about. And uh, as as we're talking about acquisitions, it has been a it has been a while. And we didn't really get to we didn't really get to do a summary of 2021. So, as we uh, as we sort of go through and talk about acquisitions, um, if you do have a highlight, a particular highlight of uh, 2021 of your last year of uh, collecting, then please please do feel free to mention it. You don't necessarily have to have the figure there, but um, you know if you've got it there to hold up as well, then that would be great. Um, Daria, I'm going to I'm going to start with you simply because your name is first in the run sheet. Um, do you have uh, Do you have any new figures that you would like to highlight and show show us? Well, I got a glut that all came at once. What with pre-orders and slow shipping and what have you, so I'm going to ration them out. But tonight we're going to party like it's 1987 with the time. Jesus! Of every last <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Hello, hello, yeah, yeah, There's big fellow. I see he's, ho- he's holding fast track. As he's, uh, yeah, he's got uh, fast track. Yeah, one well, of the yeah. things is if I get the big guys, I like to get get, uh, get their little guys as well. Yeah, nice, very nice. And I have wanted to get this guy for ages, um, and has been subject to shipping breakdowns, out of stockness, oh. price jumps, all sorts of things. I finally got him from a local eBay person of all places after all that scouring overseas for uh less than 300 250 so well, good nice. well done yeah not, nice. and he was he was uh no he wasn't new in box he was still very good in box he's got all his parts he's got no damage and yeah in person he is everything i'd hoped for so he i don't know if that was a holy grail but it was definitely a really want to get so yeah, I'm good. With, I'm good with that. And later, he will be slugging it out with my Fort Maximus. Excellent. He's everything you dream. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was going to complete the list. Man of my dreams, right here. 
I was I was going to try and complete the lyrics as well, Brad, but then I realized I didn't know them. Uh, so, yeah, as soon as you said it, I thought... Hear, boom, hear boom. that, boys. If you've not got a detachable head and huge scorpion claws, you just can't compete. It's fair enough, too. Yeah. Um, Brad. Oh, hello. Brad, Brad, Brad you, said, you said in the, the lead-up to this that you had two figures that you'd purchased in, uh, in all of 2021. Which of them is your highlight? Well, I've been on the show, obviously, in 2021, so the figures I've talked about... Um, Titan arc. There's some issues I have with it. A um, lot higher price point than the original Metroplex. The same blanky figure having his uh, jet exhaust on the front of his legs. We could have spun the legs and had something else or something like that. Um, my bigger question, though, hmm. is the Studio Series 86 Jazz. Mm-hmm. Now, I was going to do a profanity warning here for young people watching. Um, it's okay. It's ten. It's ten twenty-five p.m. at night. There's probably not any young yes, people watching, but they might be listening to the podcast. Yeah. I'll, no, I'll do it cleanly. What the hell is up with the license for Jazz Masterpiece Takara? Pull your finger out of your ass. This is a fantastic figure. Why have we not got a Masterpiece Jazz? Really? I'm so frustrated. <laughs> this is my Masterpiece Jazz hey, because I don't on, have one up on. there. Hang on. Are you angry about Studio Series 86 Jazz because he's so good? No, I'm angry it's at just Star and Hasbro because they haven't made a Masterpiece version of it. I love this. This is fantastic. I didn't... I've seen Cyclonus. I've seen... Uh, Cyclonus... A lot of them on the Kmart shelves in there. Um, haven't seen a lot of other figures. Uh, yes, I did see some more uh, Sparkler Seekers and that, but didn't want to have to go through the issue of posting. Um, but <laughs> but Only to have them all turn up in one Kmart store in Melbourne now as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's so, like 20 of them, um, yeah. <laughs> Um, there's been a couple of the the, uh, the Beast Wars figures. Um, Ryan Oxner just started turning up as well. I'm only after figures now to fulfill a spot. If I don't have a better figure, I've got better Ryan Ox generations, Thrilling 30, all that sort of stuff is bigger, better figures. Um, but Jazz is is a fantastic little figure. I just I want a masterpiece version. <laughs> I tried to get downbeat. I think it was back in the day, but that was a uh, PC issue. Um, yeah, it's time, Takara, Hasbro. Give us a jazz. So, like, if, if Takara and Hasbro don't want to do it for whatever reason, I mean, look, Studio Series 86 Jazz is not an officially licensed vehicle mode. So, like, he, he looks very Porsche like, but he's not a Porsche. <laughs> um, no, so so usually on the Studio Series boxes, they do have the licensed uh, the licensed vehicle um, identifier. It's not on his box. Yeah. Um, so he's not he's not he's not a Porsche, but like he's he's a Porsche like. Um, Fans Toys has announced that they're doing a Jazz. So like you know if, if you can't if you can't that get yourself be, a Make Toys, yeah. that might that might be your Jazz. Yeah, fans toys. I've I've got several fans toys figures, as many would know, and I do do praise them. So it might be might be the way to go. And uh, 
as plenty of commenting now, there are some other alternatives as well. So, yeah. I think so. All of the comments I'm seeing on the live stream that people saying yes, get the fans yeah, so toys drive, get the fans toys one. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Morgan Moroni says, uh, join the club, mate. Everyone's been looking for a, an MP Jazz. Uh, but these days, Takara will probably drop it for $300. I don't know. I don't know. Skids was a, Skids was a, nice, uh, a nice change coming in at 100 bucks. So, yeah. I as far know, as I can uh, imagine a fair few yen or dollars going into trying to get Porsche to play nice. Yeah. Plus, um, yeah, possibly. Plus, you got to look at what possible repaints they can get out of it as well. Um, there may be one or two Diclone that come from it, but I don't think it's as... Oh, Ricochet. Yeah, yeah, Ricochet would be one. Yep. It's true. Uh, as far as uh, as far as figures, like people people's um, you know, favourite figures of the last year, I'll just I'll return us to this layout one. We're not talking specifically to people. So, uh, Rob says Kingdom Cyclonus set such a high bar. <laughs> the standard is... He really did. He was, I'm pretty sure at the start of last year when Kingdom Cyclonus came out, people immediately praised it as the figure of the year. Uh, they may they may have done this on the podcast. Um, they're not wrong. Like Kingdom Cyclonus was a fantastic figure as well. Um, and did set did set the the bar for it as well. But also Rob points out the uh, Nemesis Primal was the the dark horse or the dark ape, as the case may be, of uh, of twenty twenty one. He was a I'm going to say he was a sublime repaint. I it was unexpected how much I how much I loved Nemesis Primal coming in the um, the Buzzworthy Bumblebee Worlds Collide set as well. Um, Max, we haven't uh, we haven't heard from yourself on. Uh, Recent acquisitions and uh, things that you enjoyed in 2021. Recent, so should we go things that we enjoyed or things or recent acquisitions? You can, you can, you can tackle it in whichever order you like. Let's uh, let's go recent acquisitions, and I'll try and get through these fairly quickly as we're a bit over time. So, first off is um, Siege Hotlink, which is he had a sort of random reappearance in a bunch of Kmart's partway through the year. He did, and yes. so I. Fell, I saw an opportunity and took it, and was very pleasantly surprised by this thing. Um, you know, it's a, one of the nicest paint schemes I think I've seen on a retail transformer. Uh, just this beautiful uh, black and purple fade across the whole thing. Um, transformation, I was not expecting to be quite as brilliant as it was. There's one step, I'm sure everyone's messed with this mold by now, so I'm not spoiling much, but the st- Treating the uh, shoulder pylons, uh, flipping around to form the nose cone, just this stroke of brilliance. Yeah, so, it's, it's it's pretty nice. Was, it's very satisfying when that, that clicks together. Like when I th- when you first realise what it's doing, it's just like, oh, okay. It's just a little clever movement of mass that really stands mm-hmm. out to you. Yeah. Um, and the, the main thing that really got me with this figure was just the overall build quality, like in terms of posability and the way that the joints feel. You know, obviously, he's a nicely posable figure, everything you'd expect, um, and then some, you know, a couple of extra little accoutrements added on. But just the feel of each joint is this tight and smooth, uh, you know, solidity to it. It feels like a imported figure, like a Figma or a Figure Arts or something, right? But it's just a regular retail transformer. It's really, really fantastic. It's, it's got this, yeah, nice premium feeling to it. So I was quite I feel suitably like, impressed I feel there. like Max is in love. <laughs> uh, a little bit. 
Uh, he sat on my desk for quite a while in between uh, <laughs> significant hiatus of shows. Um, and the other recent Transformer acquisition that have opened, I've got some un- unopened stuff for whenever we next reconvene, is Cloud Roadbuster. Oh, wow. Now, I was. This is my first uh, Cloud figure. Um, I was in Melbourne over the new year and obviously had to make the pilgrimage to Pleasant Surprises. And was pleasantly surprised nice. to find this guy on the shelf for a very reasonable price. Um, well, good segue. He had too. quite a nice selection of uh, cloud figures, and this one was just the cheapest, so that's what I went with. But it's also, also just a really nice mold. And while it is ostensibly, yes, painted after Energon Ironhide, which is not a very beloved aspect of the franchise, it just looks good, so I kind of don't care. It's so just it a, is. It's the generations Roadbuster mold, right? The the thrilling thirty. Yeah, Roadbuster, the thrilling thirty right? Voyager, yeah, which nice. is it, un, one of the nicest molds ever, in my opinion. Very it's nice. got a couple of little tiny, tiny flaws here and there, but all up, you know, it's this really nicely poseable, super simple transformation, and just filled to the brim, the brim of accessories. And in this, just sort of, you know, very typical heroic, you know, red, blue, and white color scheme, it just looks gorgeous. Yeah, I, I was going to say the that color, the color scheme of this Roadbuster annoys the shit out of me because every time I see it on eBay and like I got like I have a Transformers Cloud saved search on eBay right because I just look for Cloud figures here and there and every time I see it I think it's Optimus Prime and then I look at the price I'm like holy shit it's an Optimus Prime for fifty dollars oh um, wait it's Roadbuster. Yeah, yeah it's, the fact that it's <laughs> the fact that it's a marging in a John Ironhide is probably a good reason why it's so cheap. And this you know, this one was about half the price while we have a cloud figures in store, mm. if, I, if I remember correctly. But I don't really care because it's been so long since I've watched Energon that I don't really remember what Energon Ironhide was like. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, this is just a really nice looking Roadbuster, and he does a very good job of being that. Go for it. Very nice. Very nice. As far as things that stood out to me above the rest this year, uh, it would have to be, not an official release, but the Iron Factory um, oh, yes. City Commander Final Battle Edition. Are you sure it's this? Because uh, like, given how you were describing it earlier, I thought you were going to say Hot Link. <laughs> <laughs> no, like Hot Link's good, but this is, uh, you know, this is a work of art, really. This is one of... Honest to God, this is one of the best Transformers ever released, in my opinion. Um, they just nailed it in every single capacity. It's beautifully engineered, beautifully sculpted, rock solid, um, just packed to the brim with little features and details. Can't re- like it's a thing which is just you, you sort of owe it to yourself to get this figure if you're just a fan of transforming robots as an mm, art form. Yeah, fair enough. Too. It's beautiful. Yeah. Excellent. Jason. Right. Um, I so I'm I'm gonna go through a couple of a couple of acquisitions. Hang on, what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna throw I'm change change the layout to me. I'm gonna go through a couple of acquisitions, just things that are things that I've enjoyed in the last couple of months. Um, which is uh, some of the some of the golden disc sets. Uh, so this is this is Puffer, he's been blown out by the uh, the colour on my screen. Um, but uh, yeah, really enjoyed uh, really enjoyed getting getting to grips with the the golden disc uh, figure. So there's there's Puffer there, 
Road Ranger is... Oh, here he is. Road Ranger is uh, hanging about as well. He's taking a dive. Uh, um, Road Ranger I'm also, also very fond of. Just the, the colour schemes on these two are just really, really nice. Um, Road Ranger gets, the, uh, gets his, uh, his um, shield off the back as well because he's the, the, the half mould. Um, as far as the golden disc sets go... Anyone who anyone who's uh, listened to the podcast much knows that I'm not much of a Beast fan, but I did absolutely adore the um, Battle Across Time Skywarp uh, last year as well. And so no surprise there that um, I'm also quite fond of Pterosaur. Um, Pterosaur's built out of the same mould. Um, really, 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 really nice. Um, and yeah, just very, very much enjoyed, but... Not as much as Skywarp, I think. Um, I feel like his uh, I feel like his red plastic is just just betrays him a little bit. Perhaps perhaps not quite the quality of the um, not quite the quality of the Skywarp figure. Um, one other one I'll um, bring up here. Make sure I get the right one. Um, people love the um, people love the the Bumblebee Optimus Prime and uh, have been unable to get him reliably for the last couple of years so Takara very kindly released him in a premium finish deco uh, uh, um, I thought this one looked different nice. he does look a little bit different and just in case just in case you want to know what's different about them I've got the uh, the original one to put side by side there all fixes fix his feet up there so the premium finish just his colors are just a little bit more vibrant um he's got this he's got this much better um much better sort of metallic deco around his around his uh legs uh, and just the, there's a lot more a lot more painted detail uh, on him as well but the i mean the main reason to get that the main reason to get the premium finish but will be prime is the you know, it's about sixty or seventy dollars. Like you don't have to, you don't have to pay the huge aftermarket prices that Studio Series Thirty Eight Prime commands anymore. You can, you can get this with ostensibly a better paint job, and um, yeah, you can you can you can enjoy that figure. I'm just looking around on my desk to see if there's anything else. Oh yeah, sorry, there is there is one more figure that I do want to highlight uh, in of uh, recent releases, which is Kingdom Blaster. Fantastic. Um, not a remold of Soundwave. Um, very surprising that it's very surprising that they didn't just go the lazy, the lazy retool and remold um, for for Blaster. Like he is a he is a new figure. Um, the cassettes uh, they they do ship one cassette with him. I, I've I've got him. I've got Eject inside Blaster's chest at the moment. So I'll have to take him out. Um, Eject is. Eject is interesting in that he is translucent blue. Um, still not entirely sure. Still not entirely sure what's going on with that. It seems like it's going to tie into the Energon weapons gimmick in Legacy. We did see the the picture earlier showing that Blaster has been re-released in Legacy Wave One. Uh, so, yeah, you can you can expect to see uh, expect to see that. I have. Um, one other acquisition that I, I'm sure I've, I'm sure I spoke about this guy either on uh, things that I speak on about on the podcast versus the weekly chat room that we run in TCCA on Wednesday nights. They all blur into one another for me. So um, I do have another acquisition that I'll, I will bring up and uh, and show off, uh, which is particularly big and important for me. And I don't think it. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I didn't talk about it on the podcast before, but. I will just warn you guys and anyone who's watching this on YouTube, 
you probably are going to want to put on some sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It is a it is a big, bright orange, chrome, shiny boy. Um, I did manage to I did manage to get myself an e hobby uh, fire guts god Jinrai, and um, yeah, he's uh, he's every bit as bright and orange and red as uh, as you would have seen in all of the photos that you've seen for years. And so I um I graced the group with some photos of uh, photos of him uh, this week as well. So my other acquisition is uh, a light box. So you can probably expect to see some some more photos of this uh, of this type from me in the uh, over the, the next the coming weeks. So, um, <laughs> golden give, boy. <laughs> oh yeah, but I mean, look at that brick, right? That is that is just a <laughs> massive brick of plastic. The only thing that he does is his arms go backwards and forwards, and like. There is nothing else. There's no other point of articulation. I mean, like the legs, the legs swing up, but they don't do anything useful. No other points of articulation on that, and I wouldn't have it any other way. He's utterly gorgeous and perfect as it is. When you look Did like that, you don't apart? need articulation. Yes, it's true. This is this is this is, as people as people said in the um in the Facebook group when I posted this. Look, you I know, actually it was, a, it was a different photo. You may not like it, but this is what peak Cybertronian performance looks like. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um. So yeah. So um. Yeah. Managed to manage. That's to... the guy she tells you not to worry about in the meme. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Uh. So yeah, enjoyed enjoyed putting this into the light box and taking a few um. Taking a few photos and um, getting them up for comparison. Very, wow. very uh, fortunately, I, I actually I picked this guy up for about four hundred bucks. Like it, it's as far as as far as prices that you see this go for on eBay, it usually goes for almost double that. Um, so yeah, nice. Very, very happy with the acquisition. He is now um, not that uh, not that anyone can quite see my uh, my glass cabinet <laughs> up here. Look for the me. yellow bit. Just, a, just look for look for the shining light that's coming out of the out of the cabinet. But yes, so yeah, um, very very happy with the, very very happy with that acquisition. Um, I don't know if I've really got. Um, I don't know if I really have a, a standout of um, a standout of twenty twenty one to talk about. You know what? Um, do you know what? I'm I'm going to actually say that uh, one of my favourite figures of twenty twenty one was actually the toy coloured Galvatron. Um, the the generation select version, just because of the memories that that the memories that that brought back of Grey Galvatron and all of the all of the scenes in, in which uh, Galvatron absolutely was uh, an utter utterly insane dead shit in the Marvel comics. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> absolutely. Ab absolute absolute grade a supreme dickhead <laughs> but yes um loved loved the 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 toy colored galvatron which is of course the comic colored galvatron as well um so yeah i do actually have him in the behold galvatron pack the uh the um translucent reformatting purple but i haven't opened that yet so i might um might open him up and get some get some photos of him in the light box as well we'll, we'll see how that goes mm -hmm. I feel like that's about it. Um, 
we've we've been running we've run way over time but it's the first podcast for a couple of months so we'll we'll let it go but um i think we're about done does anyone have anything that we need to add on to onto things for the podcast? i'll just quickly mention after doing a quick bit of googling yes jive looks a lot better than downbeat and i'll be communicating with some crack dealers in the next week to uh secure <laughs> a prude order <laughs> It's a good idea. Uh, it's a good idea, especially if it's a fan's toy buy- bot that you've decided that you want. You, you are going to have to pre-order it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. Yeah. I have the um, I have the uh, the I have the fan's toys huffer coming in soon as well. He might he might be here next week. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. What did name? you end up? Rig. Rig. Did you end up going through with your T Rex breakout transformer crossover? extravaganza or do you have your amazon i do i do have the uh i do have the jurassic park crossover um but it uh, it came from came from an import rather than from amazon okay yeah um so yeah it's it's sitting it's sitting out there i haven't opened it yet (laughs) i actually so i haven't opened it yet i did open it for someone else so that i could i could post one to them and it's, it's a massive box it's a huge box. It'll cost a bomb to send. So if you take the figures out, it becomes far more affordable uh, <laughs> to, to send to someone. And let's, let's face it, the figures are probably the only thing that people care about. It's a cool backdrop, though, but yeah. Anyway, I think we're, um, I think we're about at the end of the show. Um, I, think, I think we're done. Going to head into the outro. So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, thank you for watching along with the live record. We've seen some numbers ticking up during the, during the, the live record on, on our Facebook group and on YouTube. And it's lovely to see some comments come in live as well. Um, we, didn't, we didn't get to them all, but thank you. We, we do appreciate the, uh, the interaction as we record. Um, you can find out more about these stories and more. You'll find links to them in the show notes. And you'll also find the photograph of uh, that... Um, You'll also find the photograph of that uh, bumblebee on Daria's phone's lock screen in the, sometime in the next month or so. <laughs> uh, if you want to get in touch with us, please do. We love listening to feedback. Uh, you can find our official site on Podbean. That is transformersweekly.podbean.com. Uh, our Facebook page is called Australian Transformers Weekly, and we're all in Transformers Collectors Club Australia on Facebook. If you're not already subscribed, you can find the podcast on your podcatcher of choice, or you'll find the RSS feed link on the website. Uh, the podcast is a production of Transformers Collectors Club Australia, a registered club in Victoria run by volunteers donating their time, effort, energy, Friday nights and money to take, make, things better, make things better for everyone in Australia. Our goal is to build the Australian Transformers collecting community by engaging fans around the country. We create content like this podcast, we attend live in-person events like Oz Comic Con and uh, we run Facebook's largest dedicated Australian Transformers discussion and sales communities. You can find out more about the benefits of the club membership and how to show your support for what we do at transformerscca.com. And that was the first time that I read that spiel in that way, so <laughs> should have practiced it. Uh, you can find you can also find TCCA on uh, Twitter at transformerscca. You can find me on Twitter at jm77. Daria is Vindaloo Vixen. Brad is Brad is on Twitter as well at Brad Mull. And Max, I cannot remember your your Twitter handle. <laughs> Uh, it was uh, meme cryptum. Meme cryptum, yes. So you can find invite all of yeah, us it's on a... Twitter. Go on. Sorry. Go on. I wasn't saying sorry. Oh, you said it's at something, but I was, yeah, I didn't say anything. No, oh, sorry. Okay. No, that's, that's uh, very awkward. 
Yeah, it did. It, did. It's, it, it was oh, right up, right up to the end. Sorry. And of course, don't forget to don't forget to check out Brad's budget adventure show on YouTube. The link to that is in the show notes, unless he removes it before he posts it. Uh, that is it from us. We, we will be back with more Transformers news soon. I'm gonna say I'm gonna you know I'm I'm gonna roll the dice and I'm gonna say next week because I would like to I would like us to be uh, doing podcasts more regularly. And you know what? Even if it's only Brad and myself. We'll be here next week. We'll be here next Friday night. Uh, oh, talking, talking at you. Yeah, it depends whether it depends what. Uh, look, there's a lot of things that happen. Okay, but we'll see what happens. All right. Gears. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Hope Gears. you enjoyed the show. It's nice to be back for 2022, and we will see you all in the fullness of time. We're back, baby. <laughs> yeah.